What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. Today, we got sticky stuff and basketball. Whoa. My name is hey, Julian. Yo. I'm here at Brooklyn. What's going on, brother? I'm doing good, bro. Just chilling in a little bit of, of an emotional pain, but we'll mm. get into that. How you feel? I'm I'm all right. Uh, if you hear it in my in my voice, we're fighting a little bit of a cold over here. I might sound a little bit stuffed. If you hear it, ignore it, or I'll fight you. He sure. will fight you. But <laughs> he might sneeze on you. It's not too. sneezing, sadly. Honestly, thankfully, I hate sneezing. Um, <laughs> he gonna put that hot breath Sheesh. on you real quick. You gonna smell it in full <laughs> effect. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Gonna be like that SpongeBob Ooh, episode in the movie theater. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Disgusting. Just foul, vile, and foul. Uh, it. You know. It, <laughs> foul. <laughs> welcome to, welcome the to the spectators. Today we're talking <laughs> MLB and the sticky substance memo that they passed today. The last couple of weeks, uh, there's been a big emphasis on. Sticky substances that pitchers are using, spider tack, whether it be glue or sunscreen and rosin. It's been a big emphasis on that, even though this is something that's been happening for a long, long time. MLB has been trying mm-hmm. to figure out why aren't batters hitting? Because the MLB average is significantly lower. Home runs are down. On base percentage is down. Strikeouts are way up. And we're trying to figure out why. No, no hitters are, are up. Certainly up. Granted, we haven't had one in a little minute now. I mean, we almost had one the other day for the two-piece. Yeah, he, he did Rodone, have one going so. up to what, like the eighth again? I believe yeah, the so eighth, yes. We're, we're seeing a lot of guys increased in spin rate this year. And just over the last couple of years, their spin rate goes up. And the MLB mm-hmm. decided that we're going to do something about this. And today they sent out a memo. And essentially the memo said, we are going to be checking balls and umpires are going to be checking balls throughout the game and at random points during the duration of the game. And if the balls have a substance that they shouldn't have on it, and whether that be, I think it could be only rosin and then like sweat, obviously. Um, Yeah. So if it's not rosin and it's any sort of sticky substance, because rosin is just like a powder. Um, the ball will be confiscated, the pitcher will be ejected and suspended. And it's going to be a 10-game suspension. Sheesh. And um, I know we have a lot of thoughts on this. We're big baseball guys, and there's, a, there's um, you know, a lot of thoughts yes, behind sir. it. Can I get your initial response to the memo? Um, They had to. Like, some something had to be said because... If nothing was done, then there's just room for a continuation and variance of stuff and different ways around it. So it had to be done. Now, the thing is, like, is it good or bad yeah. for the sport having it? That's what it really comes down to. Because now you take it away. You see a decrease in a lot of pitchers right now in their uh, performance. Okay, yeah, because since this has been, like, a thing, ever since really, like, the Garrett Cole disaster of an interview um this is pitchers have been worse i I know trevor bauer got lit up the other day yankees pitching as a whole has been really bad uh jack flaherty's hurt but i know right before he got hurt he had a bad outing like 
guys who have been having good years to this point haven't the last like two three weeks. Yeah, outside of the ground. That's, the ground is gonna, yeah, uh, psychopath not, maniac animal yeah, from a different him. planet. So <laughs> not he, he doesn't count. <laughs> no, but you're definitely right. I mean, pitchers that probably were using it to an extent have seen drop off in their production the last couple of weeks. And now that mm-hmm. there's a definitive date, and we're going to call it, you know, the 15th, where you're no longer allowed to use these things and you will get suspended, there is a defined punishment for it, which I think is a good thing that before we even get into it, they said it's going to be 10 days. That's it. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's weird that we're doing it midseason. That's not like a players association thing that we're like agreeing on, like every other rule that gets implemented. Yeah, it, it is really odd that just, okay, here we go. Here's a new rule. Take it. You guys are trying to cheat or you're trying to get an advantage. Yeah. Here's a new rule. And I, you know where I'm going with this, but I'm not going to go with uh, this. But everybody, you you got the oop. You, you know where it is. We'll just leave the that thing, at that. The, the but thing it is, is interesting. It, I want to comment on what you just said. Um, you, you mentioned it was cheating and if. I just don't understand how if there was never a predetermined thing to ban it, how it was cheating. So, exactly. So you're so hearing now a lot you're of gonna you're, add yeah. a new rule, and now these guys who have been doing what they've been doing under the like structure like it's of been the allowed. leagues, yeah, this is this guidelines. Is like they weren't doing anything wrong now. If they continue doing what has been done, now they're in the wrong, and now they're cheating the sport. And you know what's kind of funny? The best way I can describe this is literally this is a video game patch. It's we are in (laughs) mid-season of a video game, and there was a weapon that was just too strong. It was one-shotting people, right? And the company, will say EA for lack of a better word, or we'll say SDS since we're talking baseball, um, they Shout come in and say, hey, we are going to nerf this particular aspect of the game. And now you'll have to figure out a new way to play. And it's, you know, that does happen in in gaming. And I guess that's something that's getting carried over into real life. Kind of interesting to see that, though. And now the thing is, pitchers do it so they uh-huh. have more control, right? It's also not even just for control of the baseball coming out of the pitcher's hands. In a sense, it's also for the safety of the batter. Yeah, yeah I agree to an extent. I know who was it who was it that mentioned guys... it the other day? There was a baseball player that came out the other day. I think it was Pete Alonzo. And Pete Alonzo said, okay. Listen, man, everybody's throwing ninety seven to hundred now. I'd rather have them have this grip adhesive on their fingers so that there's not a hundred coming at my head every other inning absolutely absolutely like well why not and and i and i absolutely agree on that aspect of it i also think that it's interesting that this has become a thing now as advanced analytics have become so prominent in the sport because the stat cast era started in 2015 so now we're six years into it right Spin rate didn't mm-hmm. get calculated Sheesh. until 2015. I, I, you didn't like that, did you? Yeah. 20, 2015 I, or six I, I years like ago, that. you didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Statcast era starts then. Spin rate starts to become a stat that people are actually looking at. And then as certain people have higher spin rates and we're seeing that they're trending to be more successful than people who are lower, that's when you start to see a, a true increase in like the usage of these types of the substances. Because if mm. you can get more spin rate on it, and this, we'll say spider tack as an example, there's a video out on Twitter. There's a couple of them. If you just search spider tack on Twitter and look for a video, it is a really, really sticky substance. Like It's kind of insane how sticky it is. Um, yeah, it increases spin rate, and if the ball is spinning more, there's a li- likely chance that a batter is either gonna have soft contact or just miss it completely, and that's where you're seeing the, the decrease in home runs, the decreases in balls in play, and strikeouts going up as a whole as well. Yeah, my there's one thing that pops into my head when we talk about. A substance that gives the pitcher grip okay. on the baseball. Yeah. Pine tar. Batters obviously use it so they don't lose the bat and have it spiraling it also, out of control. Right it also back helps. At the pitcher, at a fielder. Yeah, it also helps stands, with like blisters and everything. Or just yeah. to hold the bat. Yeah. So why do the pitchers not have the opportunity to have their own thing to do it like if you're playing in the rain baseballs get very slippery very slippery so something like this yeah. helps it helps the quality of the game helps the quality of the pitching helps the quality of the health of the batters why is this not allowed yeah and and you know it you have to look back even further if you look back to i think it was 2019 now right Going back to the 2019 season, mm-hmm. home runs are way up. You had the uh, the Bomba squad with the Minnesota Twins and the Yankees who were going crazy on the home run race to see who could hit the most in a season, right? There's a lot of home runs. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the number. It was a lot. It was like 268, it was, it was I insane. believe. It was Ballpark. Insane. And record home runs, home runs that's as that's a whole were just know. up that year because the balls were juiced. And granted, this is 2019 post-StatCast era. Balls are spin rates getting judged. People know about it. People mm-hmm. are using it. If you look at the Yankees, if you look at the Astros, if you look at the Rays, and we'll say the Indians and like the Brewers as well, those are the five teams. Led by yeah, Trevor those Bauer. are the five teams that if <laughs> yeah. you look at them, spin rate and advanced analytics and pitching have really, really pushed the envelope, right? Yeah, absolutely. And those teams are pitching the exact same as they did then as they are now. Yeah, and home runs are down now because they unjuice the balls because they had those juice balls for a year, which is ridiculous. And I think that's really the the easier solution that we could have done is rejuice the balls and make them what they were in 2019. There's a lot of balls put into play, and that was the year I think. And Duhar was the rookie of the year or runner up, right? 2019. Yeah, when Otani. had rookie of the year and then Glaber and then Duhar yeah. were runner up. I believe that was I nineteen. So, yeah. Might have been eighteen. But the balls were still juiced in eighteen, just not as much. Yeah. Either um, way. And Duhar yeah. had fifty doubles that season. So it's not just the ball getting yeah. out of the park. This was just the ball was jumping off the bat. Now I really wonder, and this is just a shot in the dark, if this is a issue because Offense is lowered because of it as a... I think so. I think aftermath. so. Aftermath. Like, is that the only thing? 
because if it has nothing to do with just advantage and this and that over the next guy, is it really just because the game is at a lower level now on the offense side? Is that the turning point and the driving factor of why this is I mean, that's a good question to ask. I don't think it's necessarily that offense is down. I think that offense is supposed to be down. If you look at all the analytics that are like expected batting average and expected um, slugging and all that, those are down by a mile too. So it's not like these guys just aren't hitting and they're getting unlucky. They're expected Mm -hmm. to be hitting poorly, and they are. Is kind of how it is. Yep. And I think you have some a handful of young guys in that MLB front office. And they're saying, hey, we probably shouldn't have the eighth best offensive team in a league have an expecting batting average of 240. Because that's yeah. not good. No, not at all. And so not you got to look at, I, and I think that's, those are the trends they're looking at. Not just is offense down, because clearly it is. But the expected numbers and why those are also down. I'm really interested to see if anything does change. If spin rates stay the same after this. If batters still struggle. Because that's going to be a really telling sign. Is it just the balls? Is it is it just dejuicing the balls? They did it a little too much. And now the three true outcomes and walk, home run, and strikeout remain. Except it's much harder to hit a home run. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because, like, to your point before, they juice it and then de-juice it. Why not just keep them juiced? You keep the spider tack. Pitchers get the edge. The balls have a little bit more oomph to them. So when they are made contact with, yeah. I agree. stuff happens. And then you get the offense. You get high pitching quality. You get all of this stuff, and the yeah, game is fun. I fully agree. But every time there's something in Major League Baseball that the fans enjoy, here comes the rules that just take it yeah, all Yeah, it's, it's really interesting that baseball has done anything ever to decrease offense. Because that should never happen. Baseball is better when teams are scoring more. Like, look at the NBA. <laughs> scoring is insane. And now, given there is talks about changing uh, jump shot foul uh, stuff to make it happen, such as like what Trey Young, James Harden uh, does, jumping into people, sliding, doing all that. They're, they're talking about rules to counteract that now. But that's been in the league for so for a good chunk now. And then there's also you can't uh, get in the shooting zone, you can't do this, you can't do that. You give the space and the safety for the shooter – to increase well, and offense, I think it's a little right? different in the NBA too, just because it is because it, nobody it wants is. to watch a game. But. And I think there's a perfect example of this. I think it was in 2017. It was the Clippers versus the Houston Rockets, and there was like 78 foul shots in that game because they kept just fouling DeAndre Jordan and, and Dwight Howard. They kept putting him on a line, and nobody yep. wants to see that. And you want scores to be higher because it is more exciting. But once they go on the line, you lose mm-hmm. the excitement. And so they are obviously trying to lock down on unnatural drawing of fouls, which kind of something that like Dwayne Wade and Ray Allen and even younger KD like really kind of pioneered. And then Harden and Trey Young have mastered at this point. It's it's insane. Like, yeah. And Harden's still going to get his fouls. Like despite what, what they do with it, he's still going to get his fouls. He's just that good. But 
it is going to be cool to see that kind of get fixed, but that's a harder thing to fix than removing a substance. No, I, absolutely. I, I agree with that. But in in the sense, like, they want the offense to be up, and then they won't do something to take it away. They'll adjust it, but they won't take it away completely. Yeah, yeah you're right. The MLB right. just takes it away because, yeah, with basketball, you want high offense. And if nobody's scoring, you can't enjoy that. Like, a defensive-led basketball game on both sides isn't as fun as watching a defensive football game or a defensive baseball game where you got people diving, making plays, and just a yeah. pitching duel. Yeah. Just seeing people miss shots isn't fun. It's not fun. But in a day and age where the sport of baseball, I wouldn't say dying because the yeah, young not, talent. That's not the right word. Yeah, that's not the right word. The young talent is keeping it just at an, I wouldn't say an all-time high because the steroid error was probably the yeah, highest when point. You, when you look at the, high, the home run yeah. race, it's hard to beat that. But it's in a good spot in the sense of talent-wise and entertainment-wise. But the MLB is just doing so much to counteract that and not bringing in the new fans and keeping them here. That's what I don't understand. Like, I know you guys want your money. I know this is all what it boils down to. You want your money. So make it happen. Do stuff to keep the people here. Let a 12-year-old kid turn it on and think that they hate baseball and then turn it on and like, damn, I like this. This is cool. Look at what they're doing. I like this. they turn on the TV to see Jazz Chisholm hitting his second home run of the game, and it's like, wait, that guy's really fun. Like, yeah. that's what you want. It's like, that's how you get people to watch this. But, I mean, I, I agree. It's just, it's kind of one of those things where if it's not regulated, it's not going to fly, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, the way that the MLB can make this a great thing for pitchers and themselves, which I think will take a little bit of time, is if they provide a substance – yeah. Like a rosin, like a sunscreen, say they provide two to three different substances, right? One is for uh, attempting to get higher spin rate or more control or just drying of the hands or yeah. whatever it is. Offer a couple of them that potentially do different things because not every – there's not going to be one substance that everybody likes. Yeah, know, so. a one-stop shop where you get yeah, everything just, you need. It's just not that it's way. It's impossible, yeah. But you have brands come in and say, hey, we're going to offer this, and the MLB either approves it or they don't. Mm-hmm. And you have those things available to the pitchers. Yeah. I don't understand why that's not so. I mean, this is relatively new conversation. So hopefully they're having this conversation as a as an organization and as a league. That That's but the thing. I just... There's not, a, there's not a bone in my body that thinks that conversation is being had in the front office of a... Of MLB. I really don't think so. Well, one thing that's going to really be funny is when Lance McCullers, sinkerball, cutter, knuckle curve pitcher, right? Probably the three pitches that most rely, outside of just like a flat fastball, on spin rate. Mm-hmm. And also like require the most amount of grip. So even if you're not going for spin rate, like it's really hard to throw a sinker. It's just yeah. hard. It's a weird grip. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so say Lance McCullers comes in, gets caught with it, he's going to get suspended more for that than he did for cheating the entire 2017 season. <laughs> it's crazy. And this is not to call out Lance. Lance is a great pitcher. He's had a really good year. Um, I like the guy. He went to high school near us. Whatever. 
But he was part of that Astros team. It's not his fault they didn't get suspended. And he yeah. wasn't a hitter either, so he didn't fully participate in it. Um, but if he does get caught with it, he'll get suspended more for this, something that midseason became a thing, than a true and defined definition of cheating. Again, it just it all comes back to the MLB just like being tone deaf, brain dead, however you want to put it. To just it's just weird. Yeah. It's just very weird when you look at it, man. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, it's I had a conversation. To fully grasp. I had a conversation a little bit earlier, and um, pretty much the conversation went. Home runs are not the best way to play the game, and that's just not true because, like in, again, going back to video game reference, typically in, like, shooters, you want something that kills somebody as quick as possible, right? Mm-hmm. That's why snipers are so prevalent in games. That's why in other games, shotguns are really strong because they kill people up front. Yeah, you really want quick. an SMG because it's going to shred somebody, like, well, yeah, whatever, like maybe. Time to kill. time to kill is important, right? Mm-hmm. Why in the world in baseball, when it's – when hitting a baseball is probably the hardest thing to do in sports, like hardest singular thing to do, mm-hmm. would you not want to hit a home run? Yeah. Like nobody wants to hit three singles in an inning and not score a run because the ball didn't go anywhere and they got three singles and now it's bases loaded and they can't score. Yeah. No, I, so obviously home run is something you want to do. So in that conversation, I was just like, go ahead, cork the bats, give them a metal bat, do whatever it takes to get offense up. Because offense is the thing that makes the sport fun. Like, don't get me wrong. As a baseball, as a true baseball fan, I do enjoy situational hitting. Go ahead, work the bases, work everything. Go ahead, get some doubles, some singles, get the runs in. Of course, that that's dope. But at the end of the day, the home run is what puts fans in the seats. You go well, to and a the home run hoping, is what wins you games. Exactly. You go to a game hoping for a home run. Yeah. A three-run bomb could win you win you a game. There's a handful of people, and if you're this person, I, I appreciate you. You're a baseball guy. I like it. If you go to a baseball game hoping to see a no-hitter, you're a psycho. <laughs> you're a yeah, psycho. Yeah, that, that's just something that happens. But It happens you're there, and it's cool. But if yeah. you go wanting a no-hitter, I don't know what to think about you. I yeah. really don't. But to your point of giving them metal bats and cork in it, obviously that's you're just it's extreme. It. You're, you're stretching yeah, it's ex- it. I, it's I, extreme, I get, I get what you're, it's... I get what you're saying there. But the thing yeah. is, in tweaking the game for offense, like obviously you don't want to get too far away from the the meat and potatoes of what the sport is, because obviously then you start messing with stats throughout history. You negate them. This doesn't matter. That doesn't matter because now this guy hit 800 home runs in his career because he, bats, he's playing yeah. with a wiffle ball. Like, <laughs> because they're not allowed to use yeah. spider tack and but then using a, a at, at the same point, I do think <laughs> tweak it a little bit. I'm not yeah. mad if the balls are a little bit juiced. I'm not mad if the pitcher's got a little bit grip and the ball goes spinny, spin, spin a little more. It do be spinning. Like, I'm not mad at that. Like, pitchers aren't even allowed to spit on their hand to get a little spitball no more. Which, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen a spitball. That thing was kind of wild. No, I, I hear you. <laughs> that I ball hear you. teleported. <laughs> I hear you. But, like, 
it's, it's just wild, man. It's just wild. There's ways that baseball could be the best sport out there and just be incredible. And it comes back to every single conversation we have about it. It's like they don't want to be great. And as a baseball fan, it's annoying. It's tough. It's disappointing. The famous words of Stephen A. Smith. It's blasphemy. It's blasphemy. So, it is what it is, man. Yeah, and I mean, it'll again, it'll be really interesting to see the differences between the first 70 games of the season and the next 90. Like, it's going to be really interesting if they do actually crack down on this, how it affects certain guys. I mean, does somebody like, I don't know, Garrett Cole not be successful anymore because he doesn't have a slider that moves two feet because the spin rate's down 280 RPM? I don't know. That's the thing. There was a thing that came out. I believe it was somebody in the Angels clubhouse that apparently was giving this substance to Cole and Scherzer and Verlander, and it's like, these are the top pitchers in our game. Yeah. So how long have they been using this? How much has it really helped them? So you start looking at that, and it's like, okay. And then you also look at these, I wouldn't say no-name guys that have excelled this year with no-hitters and whatnot. But they're guys that were afterthoughts when it comes to okay. There's a reason that Carlos Radon and Joe Musgrove were late pickups for teams in free agency. Yeah. There's a reason. They, yeah. they historically hadn't been that good. And granted, they went to two of the better teams in terms of like teaching pitching. Mm-hmm. But now there's, what, there's what a reason they were after these guys. Yeah. Like, are they just duds now? I think Musgrove struggles from now on. I really do. Yeah. So it, it's just weird, man. There, there's a reason we've talked about this for going on 26 minutes. Because yeah, it's, <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, and one last thing I want to touch on real quick okay. on this before we move to baseball. Nothing crazy. Yeah, well, um, let's, I saw let's Adam move to baseball from, from baseball. Oh, <laughs> um, I know Adam Wainwright mentioned he was given like uh-huh. some substance, and he tried it out for a little bit, and it wasn't for him. And he was just like, I got nothing to hide. Like, I tried it. wasn't for me, but I, I did use it. For, I, I don't remember what year it was. I think it was like 2019 or 18 or something like that. Yeah, that's uh, the thing. How long has this been in the game? Yeah, and what are you going to do retroactively? Some, like, no. Right? Yeah, like, are you going to, the way steroids were, are you just going to negate what Barry Bonds and A-Rod and McGuire and all those people have done? Are you just going to negate what Derek Cole, Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer have done because yeah. of, like, come on now. Yeah, it's, it's a little ridiculous. Like, stop it. Just, just be better. Be better. That, uh, we it. talked We talked about drawing fouls in James Harden. We did. He's actually going to be playing tonight, apparently. Yeah. The Brooklyn Nets are taking on the Milwaukee Bucks game five. Uh, all seemed lost in Nets world because Kyrie got hurt. Um, I do still think it's an uphill battle, but yep. they get – Arguably their best player back in James Harden. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to be up to game speed. Who knows how good he's going to be in this game. But just having that guy who historically is a top five scorer probably ever. 
Um, Alongside KD is really, really beneficial. It's an important game, too. Game 5. It's something like like 70% of the teams that win Game 5 win the series. This is a must-win for the Brooklyn Nets. And everybody knows who has been a Spectator fan. I'm an avid Brooklyn Nets fan. I spoke to Julian right after uh, Game 4. I said, if Harden and Kyrie do not play next game and for the rest of the series... The Bucks won the series. Yeah. The Bucks won the series. As painful as it is for me to say, and that's what I was talking about at the start of the episode. I'm in emotional pain. It's because of this. <laughs> Injuries suck. That's simple. But that being said, I much rather a hobbled James Harden than a hobbled Kyrie Irving. Because, I agree with that 100%. 100%. Because Harden can facilitate so much better than Kyrie on one foot, on one leg. And we're going to need that. Because Harden, the way he gets the ball around the court, puts people in such great positions to be great. And that's what we're going to need. Because, yeah, if Harden didn't play tonight, KD maybe goes for 40 right he hasn't had the cool. best last two games he turns up tonight goes for 40 maybe even 50 Let, let's just say he goes crazy slim reaper drops 50 if you're not getting the help from your role players joe harris blake griffin claxton like jane all, all the boys the whole crew if you're not getting that that 50 is gonna mean nothing yeah that 50 is gonna mean nothing so what harden back KD could give you 35. Harden could give you maybe 15 and 15. But now Joe Harris maybe drops 20. Jeff Green, 15. Blake, 17. You you get more production out of everybody else, which have we have been lacking the last two games. You look at game three, we didn't neither team even went above 90. Game four, we didn't even touch 100. That's the first time all season that the Nets have been held to less than 100 points back-to-back games all season. And if the Nets are below 100, they're not winning. They're not winning. And if their offense isn't at full tilt like they should be, it's not winning. Because we don't have the defense to lock down the team. It's just that simple. We have to outscore somebody and then play some hard defense to complement that. The Bucks found something the last two games and have been playing very, very well on defense. So we got to make adjustments. And putting out the bat signal and getting Harden back on the court and being able to facilitate, even if he plays 25 minutes, is going to be a big help to this net team in a must-win game five to go up 3-2 in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. So... It's a big game. It's pretty cool because every series that's still going is 2-2 two to two right now. Yeah. Jazz went up 2-0. The Clippers came back. Uh, it's back and forth over there in that Atlanta series. And then this one started 2-0. And now with injuries and all that, it became a very good series. And I think it was going to be one anyway, but... Everyone besides the Suns. Shout out to the Suns. First conference championship since Stoudemire and Steve Nash. Congratulations to them. Happy for Monty Williams and Chris Paul. Uh, Both guys that really deserve this. 
I mean, I agree fully with your with what you're saying about Harden. Like having a hurt Harden is just more beneficial because the way they play. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie really needs the ball in his hand, and the way that he is super successful is by driving. And then when he drives, there's going to be guys open. Well, that right? that's the thing. I disagree with Kyrie needs the ball in his hands. I think Kyrie is a better player off ball. Like, you're right. Kyrie strives being able to drive. But I've said this for a while. Kyrie is a two-guard that is forced to play the one because of his size and because of the just faculty of the team. Yeah. But that's why Kyrie, I think – I think this is why the Nets' big three works is because Harden's the ball handler. KD's KD and just does whatever he needs to do and wants to do, and then Kyrie could just be an assassin and a true scorer, which Kyrie is. Yeah. And and if you're looking for a facilitator, there's really none better than Harden. Yeah, um, absolutely. Maybe Westbrook. That's, that's those two. It's, it's those two and, like, Luka and LeBron, and you're looking at the best yeah. there is. And absolutely, you know, having Harden back, if he is any sort of like effective, those lower guys you said are going to play well. And that's the only I way do, we win this game. Yeah, I, I still think Milwaukee winds up taking it. Uh, the way Drew Holiday's played the last couple games, and Giannis just is going to be Giannis. Drew Holiday is really going to hold Harden, I think, especially when he's going to be a half step slower, you know? Yeah, and I feel like the refs are going to be a little more adamant about um, fouls this game just because there's been so much talk about how P.J. Tucker has been playing defense this series. There, there's been talks that he's just been playing bully ball and football defense. Funniest and statement on, of all on time. On basketball <laughs> defense. The funniest statement of all time is that KD is crying about P.J. Tucker, who is over a foot shorter than him. Well, the thing is... playing bully defense. Well, that's where you're wrong. KD said he has no problem with how P.J. is playing him. It's everybody else that's making an issue. Yeah, and I mean, he's been playing great defense on him. So, KD has no problem. He was like, I don't got a problem with it. It's the playoffs. Be physical. And he's not even being, like, overly physical either. He's not, no. like, shoving him. Like, he's I don't have too much of an issue. Like, I I do believe it. it's more physical than it needs to be. But, again, it's playoffs. What are you going to do? Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? When you're giving it? up that much size, you got to yeah. do something. So, deal with it. <laughs> when you're the center on a team and you're 6'7". Yeah. <laughs> Granted, he doesn't play center on this team. But remember when he did? Remember when he had to guard Boogie <laughs> for a game? And he did it. And he yeah. did it. He held him to like seventeen. I mean, PJ's a dog. We we all notice PJ's a dog, and that's why they got him on this team. So, looking at the other two series and how they've gone so far, how are you feeling? Uh, which one do you want to start with? Whatever. There's only two others. Mm, let's stay in the East. Go Atlanta and Philly. They've been interesting. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's. It's a weird series because Embiid has been really, really good. Yeah. The games that they've lost have both been close, which is, like, encouraging if you're a Philly fan, right? And game one was a weird one when they lost because they started so bad, sloppy, all this. It looked like just shut it all down in the first quarter. And then they end up losing by four. Yeah. Which is wild. Two halves. And they took that second half and played pretty much that well in the next two games. Mm-hmm. 
I don't really know how to feel about it. I haven't I haven't watched or I didn't watch the last game. I didn't so either, I unfortunately. So I couldn't tell you how that game really went. I just know that there was a um, a swing. Atlanta was down a bunch. Wound up coming back. It was on their home court, which is definitely encouraging too. That if they're able to steal one more game, like if they're able to steal tomorrow's game, I actually like Atlanta to win at home in Game Six. I do because Atlanta's a dope team, man. Trey Young is a dog. They got a very, very nice surrounding core with them with Hurter, Collins, uh, Bogdanovich, Capella. Like, they, they all get it done. And Bogdanovich has quietly been, like, a top five player in this playoffs. I want that to be said, too. Um, mm-hmm. He's not scoring 30 a game like some of the other guys. But I think he's shooting, like, a 60% from three, and he's been really, really good. And whenever they win a game, you're seeing his name on that stat sheet coming yeah. out. Um. Yeah, that one's super interesting to me. I really don't know how to feel about it because Philly is a much better team. Yeah, they have a better coach. They have a better surrounding core. They have a better defense. Yet somehow, some way. And you speak about the swing in Game Four, and I'm looking at the box score from the quarters right now. Uh, Philly obviously had it the first uh, two quarters, and then Atlanta comes back and outscores them by a decent amount in quarter three and four philly only puts up 18 in the fourth that's not gonna win you many games no and atlanta put up 31 in the third compared to a 20 from philly yeah so defensive change something happened yeah i don't know again we didn't watch it so i don't want to speak too much on it no and then uh this other series has been again a tale of the home team which is the complete opposite of how the first series with the Clippers went. (laughs) The home team didn't win until game seven, and now this one, all the home teams only won. Yeah. And you look at... Jazz looked really good those first two games. Yeah, and you look at game three where Utah got outscored 132 to 106. It's like, sheesh. This is a good defensive team, and they let up 132. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a Kawhi effect. It certainly is. He's locking in when he needs to. Yeah, and it speaks to this Clipper team because that's that's what we've been asking for. Just show up. Yeah, they don't have to do anything extra. If they show up, they're the second-best team left in this. Like, just show up. Don't disappear. Yeah. That's all yeah. we want. But. I also want to make my claim now. I said it to a couple of buddies over the weekend. Okay. Donovan Mitchell right now mm-hmm. is a top-10 player in the NBA. I love me some Donovan Mitchell. I've said this for years. That's that's the take, and it pains me because the Knicks drafted Frank Nilakina before him. Um, but I like Donovan out of college. He was really fun at Louisville. He was the defensive guy out of Louisville, which was what's funny. He was defense and athleticism. He's turned into this tremendous shooter. Yeah. He's the focal point of an offense. They were the best team in the NBA literally from the start to finish. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know what propelled him to this status, but he is just an absolute force. And if he's not playing well, this team isn't playing well. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I mean, you saw when uh, he came back for the Memphis series. It was a complete yeah, I mean, turnaround. They, yeah, they, they lost game one and then it was Complete a turnaround. Yeah. Like, they call him Spider-Man for a reason. 
Spider. But yeah, Don Donovan Mitchell's a special player. And it, there, there's just a thing that triggers me every time we talk about young players. There's so many good ones. I, yeah, I, I mean, love it. I, if, I, if I can the talk Jazz, about it every single episode. <laughs> if the Jazz make it to the conference finals, you got two of the best on display. Probably the two best outside of Luka if you look at Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker. Yeah. I, those those are some, some dogs over there. Absolutely. Also, I want to mention, Jokic was fantastic all year. The MVP got bounced in four. He also got bounced out of game four in the third quarter. That was tough. Should have been a flagrant one. That was mean. Like, I I get how it looked. Don't toss the MVP in a closeout game. Yeah. It's it's just not good. Yeah, Yeah, you're not going to do that to any other guy. They they wouldn't even think twice about doing that to LeBron, KD, Steph. They don't do it to Jokic. Did it to Draymond, but that's that's different. I mean, that's very different. <laughs> he also has like a history. There's a whole yeah, thing like yeah, Jokic ain't out here doing that. It, it was a frustration foul. He like he's not gonna go and swing at the man's nose when he's four feet smaller than him. Like. It, it was just bad. Bad business. Oh, the only reason I mentioned it, the real MVP is still in. Yes. Yes. It's Shout a shame that Shout he was out. fifth. It really is. It's a I said all year that he should have been fraud. higher. He shouldn't have won it. Let's just let's just put that out there. He should not have won it. Jokic should have won it. He I wouldn't it. have been I agree with you. I would not have been mad if he did. Let's, no, just, let's mean, just point that out because he should have been he should have been third. Yeah, what what he has done is it, ridiculous, and I I know you can't take prior years into account and make it a factor, but just what the man has been doing, and then what he every team, every team he goes to is good, and then what he comes in and does and turns this just afterthought of a franchise into a title contender. Best point guard in Suns history? Yeah. <laughs> if, if he wins the championship, yeah. <laughs> like you, you, I just I just like the Steve Nash land there, honestly. I love Steve Nash, but look, that, that's my guy. <laughs> but I mean if, if he gets the championship, yeah. I hear you. Cause I hear you. Like come on, man. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. Like, LeBron could come in and flip a franchise around by just showing up. But I don't think there's been somebody that could just come in and, like, make everybody better the way that CP does. I probably agree. Like, it's not that he just takes over and wills the franchise himself. But he just gives people that juju. (laughs) (laughs) That juju. (laughs) And they start balling, man. So, shout out CP. Shout out CP. Brooke, before we get out of here. Okay. Did a lot of talking today. We we have. I I want you to to guess something now. You want me to guess something? Yes, sir. Huh. And what might that be? I want you to name that player. Name that player. Is that a new segment we got? Kinda. Kinda. Okay. I <laughs> Kinda. Like it. I like it. 
Well, what you got for me? So this player in the 2021 NBA playoffs. Okay. Averaged 17.4 with six boards, one steal, and shot 47.4%. That's a pretty good player, right? It's a pretty good player. I'll give you a hint. He's a young player. He's a pretty good young player. I have one guy in my head that's just a crapshoot. Might be right. Are they are they still in the playoffs? No. So that guy is not. <laughs> <laughs> who, are you, who, are, who are you thinking? I, I was gonna throw John Collins out there. Oh God, no! He's not on those numbers. No. Okay. He had his best game in the playoffs last night. He had like 17. Okay. I was just throwing him out. Huh. So you said 17. 17 for a little over six boards, 47%. Huh. Not in the playoffs. Hmm. <laughs> Got nothing for me? I'm, 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 I'm spinning. I'm spinning the wheel. Are we, are we looking at the West? Yes. We're looking at the West. Okay. <laughs> We're looking at the West. You only get so much time here, Cap. Give me Mellow. Young player, huh? I miss the young player, you know? <laughs> it's a shame what happens when you don't listen. <laughs> you miss out on crucial information. <laughs> Can I you, tell you? Um... Go for it. I don't it. think you're going to guess it. Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you were never going to guess that. Um, was, weird guy he because not. he didn't play college basketball, fell in a draft because he has a lot of injury history. We knew he had all the talent year. in the world. He could have been the number one overall pick. Probably would have been had he played in college. Yeah. And he's playing really well. He had a really good year. Shot. 47% and 39.7% from three in the playoffs, 17.4 points. That's pretty good. That's yep. filling in for Jamal Murray when you're needed. As a second-year guy, it's really only like a year and a half. You know? Yeah. So, cool little thing from, from Michael Porter. Right on there with the young guys in this league. Absolutely. We're going to be really good. Absolutely. I see him kind of following like a Jalen Brown trajectory where maybe not next year, but I think the year after he's really going to – Start to pop off year four, and it's yeah. I, I really hope that he uh, continues to develop because it's a, it's a good story. It's yeah. a good story. Absolutely, so I'm, I'm here for it. But thank you guys again, as always, for listening. We will be back with you next week. We'll have a clearer picture on the NBA playoffs. Hopefully, we have some suspensions and all that in the MLB, so we can talk about that a little bit more. But let us know what you think about the sticky substances. Ayo. Let us know. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at underscore to spectators. TikTok as well, at the same place. Go check us out on YouTube if you haven't already. we got a blog coming this weekend, and another subscribe, one subscribe, the subscribe. So check us out. We'll see you guys next week. Take it easy, everybody. Go Nets, baby. Peace. See ya. Be safe.